Hi there. Thank you for joining with us this morning. Uh, and if you've got questions about us as a church or you want more information about us, please take a look around our website or our YouTube channel. You'll find lots of information that we hope you'll find of help. Uh, we're simply a community of people who've got one thing in common. We've come from a wide variety of backgrounds and walks of life, but we've all had our lives totally changed by Jesus. And so if you want to know more, please do connect in with us and take a look around. Uh, I had one of those interesting experiences this week that I guess many of us have had over these last few weeks. I was on my daily exercise going for a walk around where we live. And as I was walking on the pavement up a road, I had that moment where suddenly somebody started coming towards me on the same side of the road. And then you have that question, don't you? Should I cross? Are they going to cross? How are we going to deal with all of this? And then to add to the tension, I began to realise that this was somebody I knew. And not only was it somebody I knew, actually it was the local vicar of the parish church by where we live. And so you had that very awkward bit where we want to chat, but yet we've got to keep distance. Uh, we want to connect in, but we've got to actively stay away from each other. It's a strange time, isn't it? Where we're doing all we can to stay out of each other's way, almost treating each other with a bit of suspicion in a very different way than we normally would. But it made me think, have you ever thought about how Jesus feels about you? Because I guess some of us have the idea that he sort of actively stays away from us. Well, in the encounter that we've just had read to us uh, and that we're looking at this morning, we realise the exact opposite is actually true. That rather than Jesus staying away from us, in fact, he's got something incredible that he wants to offer to us. Uh, that, that story we've just heard comes from John's gospel and they retold it in a particular way. But the original version was gathered by the guy called John, who in his gospel, like a good journalist, gets lots of snapshots of Jesus all together, all with one aim to try and show us who Jesus really is. And I think from this encounter, there's two key things for us today. The first is this. It's really noticeable that Jesus doesn't walk away. Let me read to you the verses from the Bible. Verse six of John's gospel, chapter four. Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus began to speak with her. I think we can easily miss the drama here because this actual encounter is hugely provocative. Because there's so much that should separate these two people. Firstly, it's obvious she's a woman and Jesus is a man. And in those days, for him to be caught speaking to another man's wife in private was hugely scandalous. But yet Jesus doesn't walk away. Secondly, actually, they have very, very different backgrounds. She's a Samaritan woman, a woman from a place called Samaria. And in those days, the Samaritans were viewed both as racially inferior, but also heretics. And so the sheer act of Jesus talking to her was massively controversial. But Jesus doesn't walk away. But there's a third reason that is even more shocking. Did you notice when the woman is at the well? Lunchtime. 
Now we all know that in really hot countries, what time of day do you go to the well to draw water? Well, you'd go early in the morning when it's cool. But here she is all alone going to the well at lunchtime. And we begin to discover why, because we realize her relationship background is quite controversial in those days. She would have simply been seen as a moral outcast, the sort of person that parents would have kept their children away from because she was seen as morally dubious. But Jesus doesn't walk away. Three reasons that he could easily have walked away, but he doesn't. Every barrier that was there, he broke down. He speaks with her, asks for a drink, and then says some amazing words. Let me read them to you. If only you knew the gift that God has for you and who you're speaking to, you'd ask me and I would give you living water. The implication is really clear. What barriers are there between you and Jesus? He breaks them down. He doesn't walk away. What's noticeable is how he deals with her. He speaks, he talks, he values her. The truth is in recent days, some of us have got into patterns or even out of patterns during this lockdown moment that we think are a barrier to Jesus. But Jesus doesn't walk away. Some of us watching this today, uh, these last few months have been a strange time for us because we've began to realise that there must be more to life than we've been living for. You may know that Jesus hasn't really featured on your radar, but yet in recent days you've begun to ask questions. And you're wondering, has Jesus got time for you? Is there really a God who might care? And even this morning, as you've been watching this, you might feel a mixture of kind of embarrassment and freedom as you've heard the songs being sung and the words being said. And they've made you feel something quite powerful. But you're wondering, could this be for me? What does Jesus think of me? Jesus doesn't walk away. It also might be that some of us watching this, Jesus used to be on our radar, but we know just with life over the last few years or even months or weeks, we've kind of just distanced ourselves a bit. And maybe we used to be involved in church, but recently we've just walked away a little bit. But over, over these last few days, uh, we've realised that we want to come back to Jesus. But perhaps we felt embarrassed about going to church, but yet because we can now watch on YouTube, uh, actually we felt that embarrassment go. And we're wondering, what does Jesus think of me? Jesus doesn't walk away. He's got something for you. Whoever you are, whatever you think the barrier is, this encounter makes it absolutely clear. Jesus meets you where you are. He doesn't walk away. I don't know if you've seen those amazing photos that are doing the rounds on social media at the moment, where kind of places that are normally busy because there's no one around, animals have started coming in. I saw a brilliant photo of a McDonald's, usually bustling and thriving with activity, but this time surrounded by sheep. It's a brilliant reminder that there are now no barriers for the animals. But in this encounter, we realise there's no barriers for us and Jesus. He doesn't walk away. That's the first key thing from this encounter. But there's something else. The reason he doesn't walk away 
is because he's got something incredible for us. I read a brilliant uh, uh, story in the last few days about how some of the super rich are really struggling during lockdown because they're so used to having people working in their homes, housemaids and all of those sorts of things that obviously in lockdown, those people can't come to work. And so suddenly the super rich are having to learn to do things that they've never done before. So many never ever done the laundry, somebody not having the faintest idea how to use a dishwasher. I even read of one person who had no idea how to change a toilet roll. Those people, no doubt, are simply longing for things to return back to normal with their housemaids or whatever it is so that they can get on with their lives. And that's the question that many of us are asking at the moment. When's it going to go back to normal? We're longing for that return to normality in some way. But if we're honest, many of us also know that what used to be normal wasn't really that great then. Of course, we now realise that the things we perhaps have taken for granted, our relationships, our freedom, the communities we're part of, that we realise we took them for granted. But actually, we know when life was normal. Even then, something was missing. A report was done at the end of last year. It was really interesting. In the UK, amongst 18 to 35 year olds, uh, and in this survey, it came up with some quite stunning results. Firstly, less than a quarter of 18 to 35 year olds said that they had someone who deeply cared for them. Less than a third of those interviewed were optimistic about their future. Over 40% said they were worried about failing in life. A third said they were really insecure about who they were, and nearly half said they were uncertain about their future. And that was before coronavirus. Now, whether those statistics resonate with you, many of us know that the things we've spent our time living for aren't satisfying the deepest needs that we have. And for many, these last few weeks have just highlighted that. Uh, we're worried that we're failing as parents and in fact homeschooling has just kind of shown that or our relationships uh, have shown massive cracks that we knew were there but now it's also obvious or we're overwhelmed by fear of being alone and the reality of that or simply we're afraid for the future we're afraid about our jobs well into all of that Jesus offers something incredible let me read to you how he speaks to this woman. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. What Jesus is saying is this, anyone can have a drink of water and it quenches your thirst for a while, but you will be thirsty again. But Jesus is offering something that not a temporary fix. He's offering, as it were, a, a, a drink that will quench thirst forever, not just when lockdown's over. I've noticed something in the last few days. When it 
lockdown kind of all began, there was a sense of emergency and we all knuckled down and kind of got swept up with it and got on with it. But I don't know about you, I've seen in my own life and there's so many around that these last few days, we've begun to realise that this actually is really hard. When those we love get ill or even ourselves, when we don't know what our future job situation will look like, when our emotions keep on getting the better of us, when relationships are in tatters. Jesus has something to say to all of us because he offers us something breathtaking. He calls it living water. It's like a fountain that keeps on giving, never drying up so that we'll never, ever be thirsty again. And ultimately ending in that eternal life so that even death itself, we have nothing to be afraid of. Jesus offers us hope that truly lasts. So Jesus won't walk away from you because he's got something to offer you that will change everything. In a minute, uh, we're going to pray. And I guess for some of us, we've never asked Jesus for that hope and he simply offers it to you today and in the prayer I'm about to pray you I'd love to invite you to to join in with it to say to Jesus please meet that need for others of us Jesus does feature in our lives but we know in recent days or even recent years we've just begun to rely on other things and look to them as being the things that will satisfy our needs so we get flawed when we think we're failing or when relationships go through difficult bits or, or when life doesn't work out how we'd hope. It kind of really pulls the rug from under our feet. But that's revealed that actually we're relying on them to fulfil us. For another group, many of us want to change the world. But we know that in the process of trying to change the world, we can easily leave Jesus behind. A famous church leader in the 20th century by the name of Martin Lloyd-Jones said some beautiful words for us. He said this, we spend our lives in busy activism instead of pausing to realise the possibilities. The real preliminary to changing the world, he said, has always been a thirst for God. So I'd love to invite us to pray. And as we pray, it's a prayer of desperation where we're simply saying, God, I'm thirsty. I'm desperate for you to meet my deepest needs. Please do so, Lord. So let's pray together. And as we pray, the words will come up on the screen and you may like to pray them with me. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I feel so empty sometimes. I'm desperate for you. Please forgive me. Please come into my life and fill me. I long for that living water that you offer. Please give me your hope. Amen. And can I encourage you, if you've prayed that in a particularly meaningful way, at the end of the service, you'll see some information about how you can connect in with us to maybe chat through that with somebody else. May God bless you.